to Treasures of Truth, a daily broadcast from Monday through Friday where we encourage you to come and study the Bible with us. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho. Your host is Pastor Rick DeMichael. And during this series, Pastor DeMichael is teaching a lesson entitled Mormon Doctrines in Light of the Bible. Come find out what the Bible has to say on this issue. And please be sure to stay tuned after the broadcast as we will have a special offer for a free book on this very subject. And now your host, Pastor Rick DeMichael. Doctrine and Covenants. Alright, what is Doctrine and Covenants? It's a series of revelations supposedly given to Joseph Smith with minor additions by later successors in the presidency of the Latter-day Saints. The first revelation, according to his own testimony, was given to Joseph Smith in September of 1823. The last one was received in June of 1844. Uh, there's one section given by Brigham Young and uh, short notes by Presidents uh, Wilford Woodruff and Lorenzo Snow. Now, the Doctrine and Covenants introduces many of the different doctrinal ideas that are taught by the, book, uh, by the Mormon Church. And uh, it's the Doctrine and Covenants that makes uh, the Mormon Church so different from most other religious bodies in America, doctrinally speaking. In fact, it is a Doctrine and Covenants that is even more difficult for the Latter-day Saints to defend than the Book of Mormon itself. We'll give you some examples of this. The Doctrine and Covenants tells us in the very first section, according to section 1, verses 38 and 39, that these things that are in this book are revelations from God himself. Now, let's go over a list of some of the things that the Doctrine and Covenants teaches. And again, we are only going to scratch the surface here, but we're going to show that these things are in direct disagreement with the Bible. And again, what we're demonstrating is you can't hold the Bible in your hand and then stack a Book of Mormon on top of it, and then a Doctrine and Covenants, and then a Pearl of Great Price, and, uh, and the uh, Articles of Faith, and say, these all agree, these are our final authority. It just doesn't work because there are contradictions. You've got to choose. You've got to choose. All right, let's start out with vegetarianism. Vegetarianism. And uh, Doctrine and Covenants, 89, 12 through 15, and I read this just the other day. It's interesting that uh, meat is allowed to be eaten only in times of famine, and I'm quoting, and uh, excess of hunger. So if you're starving, it's okay, but otherwise, you're not supposed to eat meat. Now, let me just say this to you. If somebody wants to be a vegetarian because they think that vegetables digest better than meat and it's a healthier thing, and so forth and so on, and they want to do that fine and well. As far as I'm concerned, when you don't eat meat, that's just more for me to eat. Okay? <laughs> but uh, this is not a, a dietary issue so much as it is a spiritual issue. And 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 6, warns us about vegetarianism for spiritual purposes. All right? If, if you're vegetarian, it doesn't make you more spiritual. It doesn't bring you closer to God. It, it doesn't add anything to your faith. And so we've got a problem. Uh, polytheism, Doctrine and Covenants, 121, verse 28, 132, verses 19 and 20. Uh, take your Bibles and go to Isaiah chapter 43. Isaiah chapter 43. Uh, the Bible is very clear on this subject. And verse 10, Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen 
that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed. All right? No God prior to the God of the Bible, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of creation, the God of revelation, the God and Father of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Now watch this, comma, neither shall there be what? After me. There are not going to be any gods after him. Plain and simple. The scripture is very clear on this. Monotheism. Always has been, always will be, not polytheism. Uh, here's one that I want to concentrate on a little bit. In the Doctrine and Covenants 20, verses 1 and 2, the true church ceased to exist until it was restored by Joseph Smith. Now this is key because this will help you understand why virtually every major doctrine found in the Word of God, virtually every major doctrine that has been considered an irreducible minimum by Christians from the first century up to the present has been literally stood on its head by Mormonism. Joseph Smith believed that the true church ceased to exist until it was restored through him and that all of the church's doctrines were an abomination, so he set out to turn every one of them on its head and did a pretty good job of it. Take your Bibles and look at two different portions of Scripture to easily refute this idea. Matthew chapter 16, please, and Jude verse 3. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, Christ speaking concerning his church, and I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not what? Prevail against it. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Notice in Jude, verse 3, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith, which was once, once delivered unto the saints. Folks, we are to contend for a faith, a body of belief, a system of theology and doctrine concerning God and man and God's relationship to man and man's relationship to God and so forth and so on. We are to contend for a body of faith, the faith once delivered to the saints, not delivered, lost, and re-delivered. If Joseph Smith was correct, then that should at least say twice delivered to the saints. The faith has a continuance throughout church history it did not completely die out. It was not obliterated from the face of the earth. By whatever means, Joseph Smith might have supposed it happened, and he resurrected it. Not at all. Joseph Smith started a different faith, a different body of theology, doctrine, and belief that contradicts the Scriptures. And so what has to happen is you've got to choose between the Scriptures and what Joseph Smith taught. Mormon doctrine in light of the Bible. Uh, here's another one. Genealogical research from the, for the dead is encouraged. Doctrine and Covenants 128, verse 24. A number of years ago, visiting Salt Lake City, I uh, went to their uh, genealogical library. Uh, I understand, uh, if I understand it correctly, it's the largest of its kind anywhere in the world, and watched people at that time pouring over microfilm. I'm sure this is all done by computer now but they were pouring over microfilm. Uh, your heart was saddened, and uh, mine broke that day as I saw people literally 
trying to work not only for their own salvation, because if you read these portions in the Doctrine and Covenants, and I was reviewing this this morning, uh, it implies very strongly that not only is the salvation of the dead in the hands of the living, but the salvation of the living is in the hands of the dead. And so we have proxy working both directions with this system. So this baptism for the dead is, is very much involved both directions, both the dead toward the living and the living toward the dead. And uh, it is sad, folks, because the Bible makes it very clear there is no salvation by proxy whatsoever. And uh, let's look at this issue of genealogical research and encouragement toward it. Uh, folks, this reads in your King James Bible that was translated in 1611 like it was written yesterday. It is so up-to-date and contemporary to this issue. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 1, if you would please, in one hand. 1 Timothy chapter 1 and Titus 3 in the other. 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 3, As I besought thee to abide still at Ephesus, when I went into Macedonia, that thou mightest charge some that they teach no other doctrine. Neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies which minister questions rather than godly edifying which is in faith so do. Neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies which minister what? Questions rather than godly edifying which is in faith so do. Uh, Titus chapter 3. There are no encouragements to this genealogical research for proxy salvation found anywhere in the New Testament, or the Old for that matter. But uh, Titus chapter 3, Titus chapter 3 and verse 9, but avoid foolish questions and what? Genealogies, avoid them, Paul tells us here. Directions given to Titus. But avoid foolish questions and genealogies and contentions and strivings about the law, for they are unprofitable and vain. And so, again, we could go on and on. This is just a small sampling, but you have to ask yourself the question, how can two works, the Bible and the Doctrine and Covenants that are in such disagreement, thought to both be God's Word? You have to choose one or the other. We would like to thank you for listening to Treasures of Truth. And we would also like to offer a free book about the content you just heard on Mormon doctrines in light of the Bible. To receive this free book, please contact the office at Treasure Valley Baptist Church. You can give them a call at 208-888-4545. That's 208-4545. The offices are open Tuesday through Friday. To hear more great messages by Pastor DeMichael, please feel free to visit our website at tvbc.org. That's tvbc.org. You can also follow us on Facebook. Treasures of Truth is a ministry of Treasure Valley Baptist Church in Meridian, Idaho, and we would love for you to come join us in our services. Our Sunday school begins at 9.30 with the morning service at 10.45. We also have a Sunday evening service at 5.45. We also have great kids programs on Wednesday nights. At 7 o'clock, we've got the Master's Club, which runs during the school year. And at the same time, we have a Bible study for the adults in the main auditorium. With specialized classes and programs for all ages, as well as wonderful nurseries for the youngsters, Treasure Valley Baptist Church has a place for everyone. 
And don't forget about our vibrant programs for the teens and our college and career group. We hope to see you soon.